This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Oh, oh, yeah? Uh, that movie starring that one prominent actor? Oh, the one with the big director? Yeah, yeah, I've totally seen that. Who hasn't seen that? Come on. I just, uh, I, I don't really remember that part. You see, um, I've seen it, I promise. It's just, I was watching it with my girlfriend from Canada, and uh, anyway, um, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That, sounded, that sounded very convincing to it me. It got real personal all of a sudden. <laughs> Can, girlfriend from Canada is a common phrase. Yeah, but I had a girlfriend from Canada. It's a common phrase. And I've lied about seeing movies before. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show. Uh, we did both a breakfast food tearing show and we did a breakfast drink show bacon bit. Just, just because. Yeah. yeah. People seem to enjoy it. People seem to get hungry. I know. I did. I honestly, I had to immediately go to breakfast. And so honestly, there's a lot of comments saying the exact same thing. There was a bunch of good comments that we got, but I'd like to call out uh, Shane Hyatt, who said, Joel Hilton, can I come to your breakfast party? I like your thoughts on breakfast. Yeah. No, no, it's good. If you go to Joel's breakfast party, you become food. He eats everything at the breakfast party. You remember when you invited food to your breakfast no, food party? Is, it's, it's people in and your food. tummy. It's, party in your tummy. I remember. <laughs> Don't lie to people. Soylent Green. Hashtag Joel's a cannibal. Yes. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Why? Why do I say these things? <laughs> Unfortunately, though, it was torture for some people. Jonathan Vascar says, I'm on Whole30, so this was torture for me. Mm, oh, yeah. Sorry. That's too bad. Also, can we see how waffles and pancakes did in our poll? Right. No, well, about, I was going to say waffles actually did quite well on both Twitter and surprising Facebook. to me, actually. Yeah, both of them. The, and they kind of cleaned up. Yeah, I was going to say, but I was happy to see there's pancake lovers out there as well. Yeah. Although I, it was funny because like I wasn't actually going to do a pancakes versus waffles thing. And then Kent's like, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I want to see waffles win. Yeah. Can I confess something to you? Please. Yes. I voted for waffles on Facebook and pancakes on Twitter just because <sighs> I felt bad for pancakes. You're breaking the system. I felt bad for pancakes. Someone else's love for something doesn't diminish my love for yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah. No bias at all in this next comment. Uh, Natalie Allred Nuttall said, put this episode on while I was making dinner and was immediately mad I wasn't making breakfast foods. I didn't know Zach was so wise, but bagels are <laughs> tier one breakfast <laughs> foods for sure. Also, don't joke about a Parks and Rec show unless you're willing to deliver, Joel. Wow. I would totally be doing a Parks and Rec show. I just I'd have to watch it. it. You, sh- you haven't seen it? We'll get there. <gasps> I have. I oh, don't tell so nicely, but we no, can't go yet. We yeah. have to. I have to call out a Instagram comment from at Spragito, who says the Plaza Inn at Disneyland has the best biscuits and gravy, and I've never had it. So Plaza Inn oh. is a, a famous So Joel would breakfast. like it. We should try it, so we'll enjoy it. I will Absolutely. make you guys biscuits and gravy, homemade biscuits and gravy. Well, we're having our breakfast party. That we are not. Me. No, no. <laughs> Please, no. So yummy. <laughs> no. Is he the way he looked at us? Yeah, it was. Uh, he's going to go after it. Yeah. And then I have to give a shout out um, to a couple things on Twitter, including... Crew Dutler made a whole big poem yes. oh, yeah. about yeah. his picks, which go check that out on Twitter. Yeah, it's very, Crew very long, uh, very intricate. Yeah, we couldn't uh, get searing. into it. But yeah. it's very cool. Yeah. And then I also like to comment from at TCallahan99 who said, can't go wrong with breakfast. My family puts lemon juice and powdered sugar on German pancakes. Sounds weird, but it's great if you get the ratios, right? Yeah, I'd try it. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So uh, honestly, a lot of fun comments too. Uh, make sure that you're following us on social media so you can play along. It was, it was a good time this week. And guess what, guys? Hmm. We got a new patron this week. Yay! <laughs> tier one, actually. Whoa. Tier one patron. Jennifer Downs. Hey. So as a tier one patron, she gets access to things like uh, extended episodes, yes. some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Desktop and iPhone or Galaxy wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Do you like how I just say Galaxy or iPhone? Like they're the Come only on. phones out there. They yeah. really are. But Jennifer, welcome. Do we know Jennifer at all? It's my aunt. <laughs> Your southern aunt? <laughs> <laughs> I got Hi. a hat on. <laughs> I got a hat. <laughs> oh, no, but thank you, Jennifer. 
We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that's awesome. Exactly Welcome, Jennifer. Too. Love yeah. you, Jen. Speaking of patrons, Brian Madsen oh, became wait. a member. You have, you have a song? I you have a song, Joel? Yes. yes. Brian Madsen, yes, hey. yes. He became a member of the Bacon Council. One of the perks of a Bacon Council member is the fact that I will do a silly song in your honor. Yes. And so, Brian Madsen, I did some mild Facebook stalking, as I want to do, mm-hmm. and this is your patron song. Brian Madsen's a fantastic guy. Him and Haley Kova are a pair so fine. He studied at Snow College, now it's UVU. So divine is the place he owns. A pop shop you should choose. And now he's on the Bacon Council, yeah. Listen to our ramblings on a Facebook chat. I got a feeling we'll be seeing him real soon at our planning lunches we have in January and in June. Now we'll know Brian Madsen better than we ever did. Maybe we'll go shoot some rifles. Maybe let him watch my kids. Brian Madsen, after all this time, we'll finally get to know this guy and understand his mind. Brian Madsen, he's the man. Brian Madsen, He's the man. Whoa! That was great. One take. One take, Joel. The dancing that was just going on. <laughs> there was a was lot a great of dancing. Choice. I was actually saying a silent prayer as I was dancing that it just went well for Joel. <laughs> I enjoyed that so much. It's a fun song. If you haven't heard I'm Still Standing by Elton John. It's an John. amazing song. Well, first of all, I don't know if I could do another Elton John song because he crams so many yeah. words into very small Still, like, small sections. Did you just get a babysitter in that song? Well, you know, I figured, what the heck? <laughs> I need babysitters. I might as well start asking for them on Bacon songs. Yes. <laughs> but there you go, That's Brian. Awesome. That Thank you for being on the Bacon Council. We had a whole discussion today on the, our, our Bacon Council chat. Uh, what was that about? It was, it was uh, about me asking permission to get kisses. That's right. It was mm-hmm. a whole discussion of, of someone bashing on Cantus. We decided right. going on hikes and Kent and I are going on a breakfast. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so thank you, Brian, for being a patron of Bacon Cell and for being a member of the Bacon Council. Like I said, we meet in January and June. We will hopefully be out of this pandemic by January, so we can have Please a normal bless. meeting. But we did like an outdoor meeting in June that was kind of nice. We did. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, it was a good time. So there you go. That's what I did, but that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? There are a lot of movies that we've seen, but you know, there just might be a few that we haven't. We're talking what, what, what I'm calling the list of shame today. These movies that you wish you had seen, but you just haven't gotten around to it yet. I loved your intro because it is so true. Yeah. true. Because some people will say quotes and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I think Name that movie. Sure. Uh, you culturally know about it, but you haven't actually sat down and watched and, and it. And that's yeah. the problem I've found. And maybe Kent, maybe Zach, you guys are in the same boat. The pop culture realm, when stuff enters the circle of the pop culture realm, you start to know things, mm-hmm. enough things about a movie that you could have an intelligent conversation right. about a movie or a TV show having never seen it. Yes. And then you're like, well, why even spend the time watching it then if I already can speak to it intelligently? It's like, oh, Rosebud, of course, Citizen Kane, we've all seen I haven't yeah. not seen. 
What? But that's the, also yeah. the thing is having gone through film school at BYU. Yeah, I've seen. I saw a lot of these classic movies, and then just kind of went, yeah, whatever. I've seen it now. I could check it off my list, but I'm yes. not going to sit around and talk about it, right? Because eh. it's not very relevant. But, but I think there are some movies that you see and you go, you know what? This is this has been hyped up. This has been talked about, and you know what? I get it. Like the first time I saw Pulp Fiction, I was like, you know what? I didn't want to like it, but wow, that was a great movie, and I liked it a lot. You know, I know. I remember when I first saw Casablanca. I was like folding my arms being like, I'm not going to like this. This is a love. I saw it, you know, I don't know, 15 years ago or something. But I was like, I'm not going to like it. You know, everyone likes it. And then it started up and I'm like, Portugal? What? This is, there's something about Portugal. I like Portugal. And then I started being like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Oh, well, that's interesting. Then I was like, dang it, I like this movie. Yeah. So I gave it a shot and I liked it. But also, I, this is a little difficult for me. Oh, we have any, we have, we've kind of introduced the topic. Yeah. Well, it's, we're calling it the shame list. It's movies that we haven't seen, but we wish we had. And I've been trying for a while now to cross these big items off my list. It's just like, you know what? Well, this is a very popular movie. I haven't seen it. I've been trying to cross those we've off. We've done a few of these on the show. Not this type of show, but watched these movies in, in challenges. For example, mm-hmm. we did a Hitchcock show yes. where we watched every one of his movies. Our big milestone was watch every best picture winner for the Oscars. Yes. And right. for me, that helped accomplish a lot in film history because my film history, as Joel knows, like anything from 1980 <laughs> on uh, till now, I've seen. 1975. I'll give you 1975. Really? You'll give me 1975? Well, Godfather's like 73. So I'm thinking everything past Thank Godfather you. you've seen. So, But previous to then, I had little experience and little care to even watch these movies. Okay. And even now, I'm still in that camp. Well, and we want to clarify, too, that this is not like... I remember in the Best Picture show, when we watched all the Best Picture winners, mm-hmm. Kent... That you were like, I wanted to be the last person in the world to have not seen Titanic. True. Which wouldn't work because my brother wants to be that same person. Oh, he's still going? Uh, uh, he may be. Okay. I should ask him. But this isn't one where we're like, I haven't seen it and I'm proud I haven't seen right. it. Right. Like, I, have, I haven't seen the Emoji movie and I'm never going to see it. Like, right. that kind of thing. No. Like, that's not what it is. Like, I literally have a film critic card in my wallet. He does. He and shows it to us at the beginning of every episode and says, <laughs> Guys, you I'm will the film critic. Respect this. You know. You're the comedian. You are, I am the film critic. He is the moderator. You're just here. Zach likes musical theater, okay? <laughs> yeah. You know your place. But there are a lot of movies where I'm like, I shouldn't really have this card. I don't deserve this card because yeah. I haven't seen these iconic movies. So we're going to be admitting some things is what mm. we're saying. And we want, we want this to be a safe place. So no judgment from each other or the listener? <laughs> that's not happening. It's not happening, no. No, that's the thing. Is like, I feel like I'm going to expose my... I'm throwing myself out there and being like, okay, I haven't seen this even though I, you know... Not that I... I will never, I will never be like, oh yeah, I've totally seen that when I haven't. Like, I won't flat out lie about it. Yeah. But a lot of times they'll be like, have you seen this movie? Like, have you seen Transformers? Dark of the Moon? And I'm like, is that the one with this? And then they start because talking about it. either you've read the summary or you know that what the movie pretty much is anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. So did you guys have a ton of honorable mentions here? Oh, I don't think we should mention them here on the show. Oh, really? But I have about 30 honorable mentions. Really? Things I'm many? really embarrassed I, about. I have some, and I bet you uh, when we maybe put this out on social media, people will mention some that I would also go on my list. Okay, so are we also going TV shows as well as movies? Yes. yes. I think so. I, I have a mix of both. If it's on your shame list. I have no TV shows at present. I have two TV shows on my actual list. I have some on the uh, honorable mention as well. Okay. I, I didn't really delve into it. I only have movies, but uh, there's a lot of TV shows because I don't really watch TV. So there are a lot have a of shows list. where I've seen uh, episodes spliced in throughout my throughout my life, but I've never seen the full series, which I need to. But I could bring that up at another time. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump into it. We have each of us brought five 
list of shame nominations to to the table. Yeah. We're going to be talking about them. Let's start with you, Kent. What All you right. Yeah, film critic. <clears throat> put the card away and start talking to Put your to card us. on the table. There's a metaphorical card on the table, guys, and okay. I don't deserve it because I haven't seen this movie, and I'm going to give you a clue from The Parent's Guide. Oh, okay. oh, oh. playing The Parent's Guide Parents again? Guide game. You get one clue. Oh, okay. okay. All right. The film opens with a scene of a dead body in the pool. No blood is seen, although the narrator describes the scene. Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. Whoa. From you haven't seen Sunset Boulevard. Never. I think you'd like this one. It's, I think it's I would dark. too. And it's a mystery, right? Yeah. 1950. Yeah. 1950. Yeah. Uh, this movie is one hour and 50 minutes, and the synopsis is a screenwriter develops a dangerous relationship with a faded film star determined to make a triumphant return. Directed by Billy Wilder, starring William Holden and Gloria Swanson. Now, if you've never seen any, have you seen any of Billy Wilder's movies? Yes, quite a few. So he's done Some Like It Hot, which I love, Double Indemnity, which I love, yep. The Last Weekend, which I really liked. You Stel- what? Yeah. The best picture winner of Last Weekend, you liked that one? I did. That one was dumb. Isn't that the one where the guy drinks himself? Yeah, it's I like, like this whole after-school message. Yeah, I like that one. Right. Stalag 17, which I haven't seen. Oh, yeah. And Witness for the Prosecution, which I liked. I love Witness for the Prosecution. But Billy Wilder has such fantastic... Uh, he's a fantastic director, especially with dialogue. Like he's yes. very, very quick-paced, fun dialogue and witty banter. I've always looked at this movie as a Citizen Kane-esque movie where I'm like, it's probably really good for the time because what it's meant to represent is the transition from silent films to talkies. Mm-hmm. And this star who maybe wasn't able to make that transition. A lot of stars weren't. Things go poorly. Yeah. So the question is, I think, why haven't you seen it? I don't know. I don't know. But like, it's because, you're not avoiding okay, it. Actually, it feels like I've seen this movie because I've seen the scene where she comes down the stairs right. and she mm-hmm. does the stare. And I go, I've pretty much seen it. Yeah. Even from though I haven't. From one scene. From, from one, one scene. Norma Desmond. And this one has the uh, number seven on AFI's best movie quotes of all time. And it's, the quote is different than normally spoken. Oh, yeah. All right, Mr. DeMille. I'm ready for my close-up. Yeah. Because oh, really? people it's think also, it's, I'm, I'm ready, ready for, for my close-up, close Mr. DeMille. It's yes. also the one, isn't it the same one as a buckle up, buckle up, boys, it's, you're in for a All rough. about Eve. That's all about Eve. You're right. Yeah, which yeah. we watched. Yes. And won the best picture as well. Yeah. So it's one that I, I've always meant to been never given the chance to and i will probably be watching after the show this is this is a classic film geek must meaning that if you're into the older films this is one that you have to have in, in your back but pocket. i've never been into the older films but i will and that's what i said like there, there's modern mm-hmm. film geeks and there's classic film geeks yes and i feel like this is definitely a classic because a lot of older like nowadays film geeks are just like yeah well, older stuff whatever right it's when they got color that's when film became real but this is one if i may say kent mm-hmm Worth watching, definitely worth watching. But a lot of those other Billy Billy Wilder ones you talked about, I like more. Like, okay, I, I think I, I like, will too. I like Double Indemnity more, much more than this one. Double Indemnity is fantastic. Uh, Witness for Prosecution, I really enjoy that one. This one was good, but I think it was hyped up too much for me. Okay, so I, I want I want to bring your expectations down okay. a bit so you can enjoy mm-hmm. it more. I do enjoy it. I was reading that Gloria Swanson actually was a star in the silent film era and had difficulty making the transition. She was Paramount's leading actress for six years running. Mm-hmm. And so actually, like, it's kind it's not her life story because clearly things take right. a, you know, a dark yeah. turn. But it is a lot of her character trying to break big in a time where she doesn't belong. Break big, not break bad, right? Yeah, break big. <laughs> yeah. And, well, the character breaks bad. Oh. This was nominated for 11 Oscars and only one for writing, art direction, and score. So it didn't win Best Picture. No, but it's good. Okay, but... That's my first one, wow. Sunset Boulevard. Um, I also haven't seen this movie. So, Would you want to based on what Joel said here? 
Not entirely. Do you like, do you like older movies? I do. Yeah, I, I, and it's on the list of the all-time greats. So you got to see them. But. And then it's things I, I tell people all the time: if you like musical theater, you'll like Sunset Boulevard. Same director did Sun Like It Hot. I yeah. I'd rather just, just I'd rather just watch that again. But you've seen that. It's a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> but you've seen it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with musical theater. I was trying to bait Zach in. Oh, okay. Stop. <laughs> musical theater. <laughs> uh, what about you, Joel? What's next? This one I've seen. I've seen the original. I have not seen the remake. And the remake is definitely more popular than the original because mm-hmm. the original was made in 1932. Mm. The remake oh. was made in 1983. Can I guess? Sure. The thing. No. What is it? I've never seen Scarface. Whoa. So. But the poster, Joel. The poster. <laughs> Me neither. What? I haven't seen it either. Double confession. And I love Pacino's 70s era, and I haven't seen it. Yeah, this is 83. Okay. So this is past you know, Pacino's prime. But uh, can, can I just, I, I've seen this one, but on TBS. Yeah, it doesn't and count. And that's what I need. It doesn't count. That's what I need, because this one, I mean, I've I, I just been looking for a good edit, honestly, on this one. I don't know why. Like, I've seen, I've seen the 1932 Scarface. It was good. I liked it. Not the same story, though, right? Eh, Similar look, type character. Basically, it's ba- the same basic story. Anti-villain Obviously, there's sort of much thing. less F words. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 207 F words, by the way, in, in the 83 Scarface. For those who don't know, synopsis. In 1980 Miami, a determined Cuban immigrant takes over a drug cartel and succumbs to greed. If you've ever heard the phrase, say hello to my little friend, that's from this you movie. You know this movie has Michelle Pfeiffer in it, right? I do. And Why uh, wouldn't you watch it then? It's also directed by Brian De Palma, who did Found of the Paradise, which I enjoyed, The Untouchables, Mission Impossible, and Bruce Springsteen, the complete video anthology, 1978 <laughs> to 2000. There you Jeez. go. Apparently, he did a lot of Bruce Springsteen videos. Wow. Brian mm-hmm. De Palma did. Uh, starring Al Pacino, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Robert Loggia. I never say his name mm-hmm. right. This one is one of those movies that everyone seems to quote and know and enjoy. And then I just keep seeing like... I always see the seedier side of this movie, like the elements of just like him with this That's what I'm wondering. pile of cocaine on the table. And I'm like, eh. does it feel like you've seen The Godfather and this is like the trailer trash version of The Godfather? Is that a reason why you haven't seen it? It's more like I've seen the story and then I'm like, OK, and I should clarify, like I said, I'm not avoiding this movie like I don't want to see it. But it's just kind of I've never like I've never seen it. and I'm looking for a good edit. So, yeah. OK, so I can actually, you know, avoid those 207 F words. And, you know, sure, I, he's not really snorting cocaine, so I have no problem with that. Sorry, right. family friendly on myself on that. <laughs> but uh, this is one that I'm like, I should see that at some point. It is, even though he's extremely campy in this movie from what I've seen, yeah. it is one of the great gangster performances in a movie. So you've heard. So I've heard. Yeah, so don't speak heard. as if you've known it because you've already admitted that you right. haven't seen it either. List Based on lists on the internet, I could say but that. But that's how we speak a lot of times. Yeah. It's like, I know these facts about this movie, and I can speak to it intelligently. But I don't know. Based on what I know, you probably know plenty and don't really need to. But but I mean, it's, one of those, it's, it's one of those phone need, card things that I'm list, like, yeah, yeah it's Scarface, I, I should probably Considering I've seen like every Scorsese movie that has to do with gangsters, I should Next time it's on TBS, like let me know, okay? Have you guys seen the YouTube video of kids doing this? No. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> and I And I think have. they put like fudge or something instead of... It's so funny. It's pretty great. so funny. All right, well, for my first one, I actually cheated because mine is actually an entire series that I haven't seen. A TV series? Se- no, this is a, a movie series. Oh. Um, it's a series of five movies, arguably four, arguably three movies. You know how big of a fan I am of James Bond? I have never seen any of the Jason Bourne movies. What? what? From 2000, uh, starting <laughs> that, in 2002. That's okay, a okay. shock. Let's yeah. stop the show real quick. Yeah. Right. Okay, now, now my, my brother's love these movies yeah one night we did our bond versus born versus mm-hmm. hunt show uh i kind of they downplayed, have it i downplayed bond we and both they did, let yeah. me or, excuse me i downplayed jason Bourne because i said he was kind of this knockoff bond and they let me have it 
My question isn't why not. It's how did you get away with not seeing it? I don't know. I like accidentally avoided it for all of these years. And it just reached a point where I was like, because eh. it's one of those movies where you go to a friend's house. They're like, hey, yeah. I got a PG-13 action movie, a born movie. Well, especially yeah. if you were, you know, around in the early 2000s, it's like everyone was watching. You walk into a room, you're like, which which uh, born is this? Uh, they're like, it's the one where they're, they're kind of getting after you him. You just and hear trying the to theme find going, right? Yeah. Whee! <laughs> well, well the, uh, my my dad would watch them, um, and by then it's a dad I, movie for yeah, sure. I, I was in the house, and I like would walk past, and they're on. And but I is just, it because you got a headache every time you try to watch the action? Well, no. Once again, you're not actively avoiding. These, no, this no. Movie. I want to see them. Are you going to watch them ever? Or are you going? To I actually, them now? Um, I'm I'm taking some time off work here coming up, and my plan is to sit down and watch at least the the first three. That's all you need. Yeah, that's honestly. what I've heard. That's all you really need. I'm a legacy three. fan. No, no, you're I'm not. not. No, you're not. <laughs> Tron yeah. Legacy, maybe. Uh, yeah, I have. No, I have. We should do like a like down the road, like a year later. A strange like sequel show. No, we should do a follow up to this episode where we've all watched the movies that we say. I'd be this, down. We all have to watch all of them from yeah. movies or TV shows, and then we're like, now we're reporting on our shame list. Yeah, I'm into that. But yes, I have not seen the Born Identity or crazy. sequels. Crazy. That is really crazy. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got, Kent? My second choice from the Parents Guide. <laughs> oh man, I should have done that. There's a scene where the monster picks up a little girl and drops her into the lake, <gasps> causing her to drown. Are you kidding me? You have not seen 1931 Frankenstein? 1933 Frankenstein? 1931. 31. I've never seen Frankenstein. You've never seen Frankenstein? The original Universal Frankenstein monster movie. Never. Joel, you and I have talked wow. about this often where I have not seen a lot of the classic own Universal monsters. If you monster. want to borrow it. You've offered that before, and I'm always like, yeah, yeah, during Halloween. And guess what happens during Halloween? Mm. I watched the host. I watched the host, <laughs> right? I have seen Dracula. Okay, yeah. The end. Whoa. Oh, I've seen the Wolfman. I've seen okay. the Wolfman. I was going to say, if you see Wolfman. I've never seen The Mummy. I've never seen Creature from Black Lagoon. I've Invisible never Man. seen Invisible Man. I told you to watch that one last I've seen Hollow Man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Joel, don't be mad. So Frankenstein is only 70 minutes long. It's short. The story is an obsessed scientist assembles a living being from parts of exhumed corpses, directed by James Well, who also did The Invisible Man of Bride of Frankenstein, starring Frank Boris Korloff, Meg Clark, and Colin Clive. Okay. It's so weird because here are the Frankenstein movies I've seen instead of Frankenstein. So the original Frankenstein this is what you've seen. Young Frankenstein. Okay. Yeah. The Monster Squad. What? <laughs> Van Helsing. Uh, I Frankenstein, yeah. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, yeah. Victor Frankenstein, the one with James McAvoy with, oh and Daniel Radcliffe, Frankenweenie, and all three Hotel Transylvanias. <laughs> I've seen those instead of seeing a seventy-minute Frankenstein movie. Do you know why? You see, because I, I feel Abbott like I make Frankenstein. Nope. What? I feel like I've no. seen the movie based on the imagery. And you have. This is a very straightforward. Very like you're gonna watch this movie going. Yes, I know this story. It is literally the story of Frankenstein. But is it? Because I've read the book, and the book is amazing. It's totally different from the book. And the, I feel like it loses the spirit of the book where there is this... It's a different monster. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Nicely played. <laughs> yeah. And also, once again, it has one of the best movie quotes on AFI's list. Number 49, it's, it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Oh, it's chewing the scenery, but done so well. This was the top movie, a U.S. box office for 1931. And I haven't seen it. Totally and it should. feels like this cornerstone Can't, of horror movies that I should have seen. I have a plan for you. Go on. Are you ready for this? Yes. To get you to actually watch these movies, watch them with your girls. Are they, are they appropriate? Completely. These are. This is phase one horror movie training for my okay. kids. Like This is like introducing them to these characters and they're just creepy enough. They got that black and white kind of creepy feel to them, but not overly scary. 
Okay. And so each this of is the movies, even like Invisible Man, which I know deals yeah. with more psychological stuff. Oh, totally. Like these movies are all, all the universal classic horror monster movies are fun to watch with kids because they're just creepy enough. And it's like one of those great introductions to horror. Okay. I'm so sorry to everyone. My life is a lie. <laughs> Joel, please save the show. Bail him out. Okay. I've actually talked about this one on the show before uh, in passing, but I figured it's time I gave it a formal address. Is this a movie? This is a TV show. Okay. I have not seen a single episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. I had a feeling this was coming. Not a single episode? Not a single episode what? in its entirety. Not even like a Whoopi Goldberg episode nope. or something with Wesley? Nope. You've never seen Riker. Well, you've seen the, the memes of Riker. Yes. I, into his chair. I, here's the thing. I know. I know that Captain Picard says, make it so. I know that he says, shut up, Wesley. Yeah. I know that Jordy LaForge has the I thing. I know that uh, Troy's hot. I know that Riker's hot. I know that uh, <laughs> Q is a character. And so... Have you seen any of the movies? First Contact. Yes. First Contact. I, yes. I've basically seen every other Star Trek movie. Generations, Nemesis. Basically. It's a, a, a jump around. J.J. Uh, Abrams is my only Star Trek. Uh, wow. I'm kidding. 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 <laughs> I'd be fine with but that. But Star Just Trek Generation, by many, is considered to be the greatest Star Trek series. Yeah. And so I... And as a kid growing up, I wish I could remember what it was. I'm thinking maybe it was Tales from the Crypt. Maybe not. But I would always try to watch TV. Like it was Fox 13. I'd turn it on and it was always the ending of Star Trek. And I'd had to wait for that to get over before I could watch whatever show I wanted to see. Maybe it was The Simpsons or something Did like that. Did it seem too boring? It, as a kid, yes. Yeah. But I wanted to watch this. And I said, okay, I'm going to start watching this. And I went, no, no, I'm, I'm a completist. I have to start at the original series, which I just, just barely, barely finished. finished. So is this a personal challenge? So this is, I am going to start watching this one. This is when I am going to remedy. This went from 1987 to 1994. Seven seasons, 178 episodes. And I just feel like this, by the way, this is set a hundred years after Captain Kirk's five-year mission. This is a whole new generation of people, mm -hmm. and I'm going to watch it. And this will turn off some of the listener. Uh, you like Doctor Who, right? I do. I, well, uh, yeah, I did to a certain extent. I yeah. think there's you can make some, you could, or you could draw some comparisons between the two. I think mm -hmm. you'll like Next Generation more than the original series. There, and the original series was was drudgery for a while, and then it got fun, and then I got kind of blame again. Well, are we talking Riker pre mustache or post post mustache? Okay. Yeah, Have for, for sure. I've seen enough. Okay. I, I've seen spliced episodes, but that's about it. Because I don't know pre-mustache post. Oh, I know Data, too. I know Data. Because yeah, that's the thing. Prince when Mind. I was 13, it was either I'm going to watch and Star Dwarf. Trek. I'm going to just go throw out names of characters yeah. that I know. I'd watch Baywatch, which is on Channel 14, or Star Trek on Channel 13. <laughs> and when it was commercial for Baywatch, I'd watch Star Trek. Yeah. That so is a so. very odd mix of emotions, I'm but, betting. Yeah. The, the two like visual indicators for me, does Riker have facial hair and is Worf in yellow? What does that mean, though? So is, does it get good when Riker gets a mustache? Yeah, okay. it's better after that. Okay, but a lot of people swear this, but this one, and this is a huge Star Trek for the longest time has been a huge oversight. I can finally speak about Star Trek regional series because I have completed it. We have so many listener that are upset that we don't. Re this is our blind spot on the yes, show, and I'm working on it. So please forgive me. I will Seven do this seasons, one, Joel. Quite a commitment. I know, and there's another one on here. It's going to be pretty big too. So mine starts a train that uh, I think has. An obvious connection. The rest of mine, I'll, I'll let you know, the rest of mine are R-rated movies, which I didn't watch a lot of growing up, and I have, I've been catching up. In, He's a rebel now, people. Yeah, my later later years. So I didn't watch a lot of these growing up, including some of the classics. But this is always one that I, I initially avoided because, well, I was a child of the 90s, and, and who was one of the biggest and funniest names of the 90s? But Jim Carrey. Yes. Um, Jim Carrey was the peak funny man. And then he started making movies in the 2000s that I'm like, what are you doing? That's not, that doesn't look funny. 
And I've heard about this movie for a really long time. It came out in 2004, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Whoa. I have never seen this movie, Zach. and I have always and not, wanted to. And not while, like, Zach. wow, why haven't you seen that? But wow, that is a good movie. Zach, yeah, that's a top 10 movie for yeah. me. That's so good. I, I want to see it, but, but I, I have never have. I, I want to clarify to anyone out there, it is bizarre. Like, it's one of those movies that Wonderfully you have Wonderfully bizarre. Yes, but you have to, you have to kind of, like... Allow yourself to enjoy it because would, there's some. It's weird true, stuff but that I happens. would say it's accessible, bizarre. Yes, yes, and like that, it still takes some leaps. And that's why I want to say, if you give it a chance, it can be. I'm going to say this. It's going to sound very much hyperbole, but if you give it a chance, this can be a life changer. Yes, because this will kind of change the way you think about certain things mm-hmm. and relationships and hurt and pain. And it's so well done. So you're saying I shouldn't watch it now. <laughs> him, honestly, might be a bad time. <laughs> but, but it's so well done. Do you just not view him as a real actor and I more comedic? I remember when The Majestic came and out. I'm sorry, that's a slam against comedic actors, no, but no, a dramatic category. I just remember when The Majestic came out, I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then this kind of weird, bizarre, indie-looking movie came out, and I'm like... No, you, you're going for something different, and that's not my jam. And so I kind of avoided it. And then now, once I learned more about like you know movie buffs and stuff like that, I'm like, oh no, that's a movie I have to check out, and I just never have. Oh yeah, put it on your list. We'll, okay. we'll do. It's wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, and if you need an edited version, I got you there too. Oh, ooh, I yeah. may. It's really light editing because it doesn't need much taken okay. out. Yeah, yeah, that's not a problem anymore, Joel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what do you got, Kent? So no parents got on this one because I have a feeling that neither of you have seen this movie either. It's a movie that's on... Frankenstein's every- son? Yes. Uh, son of Frankenstein. Son of the mask. Yes. Uh, well, uh, never <laughs> seen that one either, thankfully. That. No, I haven't. <laughs> this is a movie that's on so many lists that I'm always like, yeah, it's probably really good. Someday I'll watch it. From 1974, it's Chinatown. I've seen it. You've seen I it? I not Oh, yeah. When did you watch it? Bruh, a while back. Well, I, guess I don't I, know. I'm so shocked, but I'm mean, like, it seems it doesn't seem like it's like no your I've, kind of movie. I've been trying to, like I said, I've been trying to cross these big movies off my list for some time now. This and is number 21 on AFI's top 100 movie yes, list, and this is one that I it came, kept popping up on lists, and I was like, okay, I'll finally watch it, and I did. I I probably saw it when we first started working together. Like that was it's been a while since okay. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, once again, it has an AFI quote on it for the top 100 movie quotes. It's forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown, which is like one of the last quotes of the movie. Yeah. This is two hours, 10 minutes. So it's the longest movie on my list so far. Not that that would scare me away. I'm okay with long movies. I don't know why I haven't really gotten into this. So the synopsis is a private detective hired to expose an adulterer finds himself caught up in a web of deceit, corruption, and murder starring Jack Nicholson, Faye Dunaway, and John Huston. And this is like iconic Jack Nicholson era. This was nominated for 11 Academy Awards mm-hmm. and it only won Best Screenplay. I just looked it up, by the way. 2009 mm-hmm. is when I saw it. Okay. I had that one. So did you write a review for it? I did. And it's just like, it'll probably get better with subsequent views. It's very well done noir, good ending, but I, I, I do feel like it's overrated. Is it overrated? I think this, okay. it's good, but people keep putting it up there as like one of the greatest and I'm like, really? And I read why this is seen as one of the best screenplays ever written. It's good. You just kind of, is it a shoulder shrug though? It's good. It's good. Because, and I, you see this more in movies now because I think screenwriters- I gave it three and a half stars. Okay. I think back in the 70s- screenwriters would kind of meander with their plots and the yes. dialogue. And much it, like the music. Yeah, well, yeah, very much so. And now screenwriters are a little more focused, so it's said in every scene, every interaction, every line of dialogue is going to serve multiple purposes to move the plot forward, and every interaction serves as a secondary plot as well. Mm-hmm. And so everything gets to the end, Yeah, and it's intentional. And I really love that. I don't know why I haven't seen it, though. I think you're going to like it, Ken. I think you're going to like it more than I did. Guess who loves this movie? Uh, Roger. Your Ebert. favorite re- reviewer. 
Christopher Nolan. It's one of his favorite Whoa. movies. Of all and time. you haven't seen it? I don't understand why. Uh, also, I love L.A. Confidential. Yes, you're going to like this movie. Okay. That's, so, that's I, all I, I need. I, LA, L.A. Confidential is kind of in the same boat. It's me, whereas I'm like, I like it. It's good. I think it's overrated. Yeah. And for me, Jack Nicholson, maybe this is why I haven't seen it, because he's he's got like a 50-50 track record for me, like right. his choice of movies. But in every bad movie he's in, he's still good. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. Is he's not like the smiling Jack Nicholson this one. Like, it's <laughs> nice. not him. Yeah. Like, he's much more serious, which is kind of weird to see. Like, it's much more cuckoo's nest jack nicholson oh perfect then joker jack nicholson so chinatown is my third kent i've never even heard of this movie really never you've never seen the cover it's got like the cool artsy cover nope Have you ever heard the profile quote, forget it it's chinatown Mm-mm. wow nope total i'll, I'll let you know okay yeah it's not bad i liked it all right joel what's yours i went broad on this one but i'm gonna bring it back okay, okay. i'm listening i have not seen a single bruce lee movie Hmm. Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon is my nominee here. Yeah. Or Big Boss. I, for the longest time, Westerns and martial arts movies were kind of a blind spot for me. I've been chipping away at the best Westerns. like <laughs> Just trying to stay in all well. the hotels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At we the had best to. Western movies. Uh, I feel like we went for the dead joke on that yeah, one. Yeah, you did. Multiple. And then Enter the Dragon is another one where I'm like, I just need to watch. I need to watch more martial arts movies just to get the feel for them. And Enter the Dragon is the one I want to watch. Same question I asked Zach. How did you get away with not seeing these? Because I feel well, like Sleepovers... It was like, uh, my brother, my older brother has Enter the Dragon. Do you want to watch that movie? Well, and that's the thing is this one's, and this is an R-rated one. And, you know, I didn't, it didn't just happen at the sleepovers I was hanging yeah. out with, or I just walked out. Yeah. Uh, no, right. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, no era story. No, but that's just it. It's like, I, I don't know. Like martial arts movies were not, like we watched, I'm trying to think of like all the movies watched. Kung Did you ever see like Pao. Drunken Master? Nope. So you watch Kung Pao without having reference to the well, stuff it was But mocking. that's just it. You know the movies. True. Very you true. You see all yeah. the tropes. You see them happen over and over again. By the way, Enter the Dragon 1973, synopsis. A martial artist agrees to spy on a reclusive crime lord using his invitation to a tournament there as cover. Starring Bruce Lee, of course. Uh, directed by Robert Klaus, who did a couple uh, Bruce Lee movies. And then Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Did you see Dragon? Nope. Mm. Which is fine. I mean, it's I basically a glorified seen, TV movie. I may have seen Dragon. That's one of those ones that may have got. I it's may funny have you'd seen see the story about Bruce Lee, but not. Yeah. And so, but Dragon. that's the thing is, Bruce Lee is this film icon mm-hmm. who has done a ton of stuff, and I've never seen one of Green Hornet. Did you ever see that series? Clips. Okay. He's yeah. Kato. Oh, wait, wasn't he in the one with uh, uh, Seth Rogen? Don't say Seth Rogen. <laughs> Rogen. Don't say <laughs> Seth Rogen. <laughs> Although Stephen Chow is pretty fun of that. Movie. He is. He yeah. is. I like that. I like Stephen Chow. And that's the thing is, I, having watched Shaolin Soccer, mm-hmm. and I love uh, Shaolin Soccer and Kung Fu, Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle. I love those movies. And Kung Pao, even, I have a stupid love for. But Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, if you haven't seen mm-hmm. that, it's so ridiculous. Zach, can we yeah. talk him into watching Enter the Dragon? Like, do you no, want okay. to? Well, I want it's to. the only one I've seen. That's the whole point of this list, is that I'm not trying to avoid this. I'm not saying, I don't want to see it. I'm like, I want to see this. Why haven't I seen it yet? That's what this. That's what the shame list is. But I, I don't know, though, at this point, if it's something that you would even want to watch. Because this is one, really, this whole genre of movies is one that feels very steeped in what is now cliché. Right, but at the same time, I love a good cliche. And I love... <laughs> Bacon I love, sale. <laughs> I love time capsule movies where I'm like, I can pop into this movie and be like, wow, this is so not a film we would see today, but back then this was the it big is, film. It is Hollywood history. Yeah. So yeah, definitely so I, watch I, it. I, I do want to watch it. And so I plan to. I just have to find it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I need the why behind this one. Because this is a movie that I want to see. <laughs> Joel I'm just put his YMCA. arms up and was doing the why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a movie that I want to see, but but... Only because it is historic and yeah. considered so great. This is technically three movies, but many would only consider two. 
gentlemen, I have never seen The Godfather. Wow. Why not? I just never have. Once again, um, we didn't watch like crime movies in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, just it wasn't especially with a lot of language. Can you're oh. young? Yeah. So I'm gonna forgive I, you. Yeah. I didn't watch. <laughs> I feel like how you need my forgiveness. I like how it's a safe zone. I'm going to forgive you for your horrible judgment. I haven't seen Frankenstein, but I'm gonna forgive you. I didn't watch You're Godfather young, okay. till Isn't I was... Isn't that proportionately the same to our age? Yeah, probably. <laughs> hey! Wow, I agreed with you. I didn't see Godfather, and I watched them in succession. When I was 25, I watched the first one. Joel, what age did you watch The Godfather? College. Okay, so yeah, it was, it was slightly earlier. I do have kind of a funny story because... So I watched Godfather 1, Godfather 2, and Godfather 3 in fairly close succession to one another. I haven't seen Godfather 3. Well, here's the thing. I hear Godfather you 3, to. Godfather 3, universally panned. And it's because uh, but should I take, daughter is kind of terrible and she's one of the main characters. But should I take people's word at it or should I just go watch the movie? But here's Don't the thing. Don't take my word for it. When yeah. we watched Godfather 3, it was kind of a celebration of completing the trilogy. Mm-hmm. So we had a big Italian dinner. We're like drinking oh, cool. grape juice and eating garlic bread and pastas. We're watching this movie. Well, that's I had such a positive experience. Yeah. But I kind of like Godfather 3. I'm into that. <laughs> but uh, Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 fantastic films very yeah. well done character studies yeah i do feel like however people prop those up all the time is like this is the epitome of film and i'm like it's very well done very well done and i highly enjoy it and i think people should watch it but it's not one that i pop in every time and be like i want to watch this two hours 55 minutes for the first one yes Wow. Uh, Joel, it is the epitome of film, though. If you think about character study and the history of America... Have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog, though? You know, you're right. (laughs) With the redesign, I think that eclipses The Godfather 2, even. But I think as far as watching a character go through... Yes. This arc is amazing. So who is it, though? Who do we follow? Because I know there's so many famous names in here. Do you know Arrested Development? Yes. Arrested Development is... Here we go. ...is the Godfather in comedy form. (laughs) Okay. It really is. You have the father, who the father figure, who's taken out of the picture, and the son, Michael, has to run the family business with his his hot tempered older brother and the okay. kind of dim witted younger brother. So Al Pacino is the, the one we're following. Sister. Who's what is Robert De Niro in this movie? Robert De Niro. He comes is, in the, second, number one. Two. In the second one. He yeah. is young. Marlon Brando. Brando. Young Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah. Young, young Marlon okay. Brando. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a prequel, but also a sequel because it's actually that's why I love Godfather two. Probably more than number one. Is it like a flashback movie? They're interspliced. And that's that's the other thing, too. You always hear there's like the two all-time greatest sequels are Empire Strikes Back and The Godfather 2. You hear that a lot, yeah. It's accurate. And Jaws 2. I mean, people say that all the time. All the time. (laughs) Halloween 2. I'm a Jaws Revenge sort of guy. Yeah. Just wait till Sonic 2 comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic? Save it for the Sonic show? Uh, You you just have to set aside time. And I do think it's more valuable than watching the Bourne series, but it's going to be easier to not fall asleep to the Bourne series. Yeah. True. Because it is slow. It is. It's deliberate. But you're going to understand so many references. What? Well, once I, watch the I mean, that's the problem. Is you hear him say, "I'm going to make an off," or the horse head. You're yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the horse head. Uh, leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Like, yes, all these things. And you, you know these things because you've heard them so many times. So many but times. Your respect for Pacino and De Niro will go up, like insanely high. Yeah, and I don't even think I've seen many of of their movies. I mean. You know, relatively. It's time to find out why they're great. Yeah, I, but I know I respect them, but I don't fully know Ooh. why. Pacino and De Niro. I think everything they've done. This since, is a different show. I'll take I know, but I think everything Joel. they've done since their peak in the seventies has lessened their Hold on, overall. Is it, isn't Pacino in Heat? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. Which is me? Have you seen what? Save it for our Heat show. No, we're not. going to I do would it do a Heat show. No. 
Heat's awesome. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I that's my. Th- so yes, this is on my list of shame, but I do feel like I kind of needed to be talked into it. And even then, I'm just like, okay. So it's a lot. You're going to set aside six to six and a half hours of your life yeah. by not watching three, but watching the first two. I heard that there's a cut. You, okay, here's what you should do. You should watch one and two, and then both of you watch three together. That'd be fun. I would oh. do it. Do it. I heard there's a cut that just scrambles it all up and puts it in chronological order, and that sounds like such a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's the whole point. Once again, Arrested Development. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's the cool thing about number two in particular is the fact that you have these two stories coming together, and you see the parallels, but they're not like overtly showing them to you they're allowing you to see the parallels between his father and the father and mm-hmm. and michael yeah i keep forgetting the father's name Vito corleone yes. that's it i'm you've soft talked me into it okay but the whole point of this is I'll the shameless okay like i want to see it zach okay i do i do but are we but are we i'm gonna i'm gonna watch all these okay we'll list. have to report on this okay. i'm gonna watch I, will, I, will, I will watch the godfather and part two we'll see three okay i'm gonna start with a focus on my next one and i'm gonna take it more broad okay Mine is from 1931, so another movie from 1931. This is a decade I don't really enjoy a lot of the films, especially the best pictures. Movies. I didn't really enjoy a lot of the best picture ones. Best though. pictures, no, but there's other good movies out there. But so yeah, Frankenstein shared the same year, and this movie is City Lights. Oh, you have not seen City Lights, Joel? We've talked about this. You haven't seen many silent movies. I haven't seen many, if at all. This is a Charlie Chaplin movies. movie. Wait, have you not seen any Charlie Chaplin movies? That's okay. I haven't seen You're any. young. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any Buster Keaton either. <gasps> well, okay. So here's the thing. Buster Keaton is definitely my hipster choice of silent movies because like, people talk about Charlie Chaplin and no Charlie Chaplin. Buster Keaton's like the other one. Yeah. Was Buster Keaton the guy that really just hated himself and would do the really dangerous things? No. He, well, he was a circus performer who would do a lot of his own stunts and actually broke his neck in one stunt. Well, save it for a silent there, movie show. There was a We time. are doing a silent movie show. It's going to be a very quiet show. Are, <laughs> <laughs> just piano music. <laughs> but no, I do want I do want to give you guys a sampler platter of good both horror, and comedy, romance, drama, silent movies. You're my go-to recommendation guy with this genre because I've avoided it on purpose. And that's what I want to tell people out there. We'll save it for our silent movie show, but that you can get a theater, like a modern theater experience in a silent movie setting. Thankfully, I watched... You've seen Nosferatu, though, right? Yes. Okay, so you've great. seen a silent And movie. thankfully, I've seen Hitchcock movies, which the first nine or ten movies were silent which aren't great which are there's some okay ones but most of them are kind of like you're right so city lights is an hour and 27 minutes the story is a tramp falls in love with a beautiful blind girl her family is in financial trouble the tramps on and off friendship with a wealthy man allows him to be the girl's benefactor and suitor directed by charlie chaplin starring charlie chaplin as this character name is a tramp and virginia cheryl as a blind girl. Yeah. They like, really they didn't go for a lot of character depth in the early silent movies because they didn't really have need to. Yeah. This is number 11 on AFI's best films of all time. This is one where I'm like, seen it, seen it, seen it. City Lights. What's that one again? Oh, the Charlie Chaplin one. Okay. I know, but this it's This so is good. the AFI's number one romantic comedy of all time it's as very well. very cute. Orson Welles' favorite movie, one of Stanley Kubrick's favorite movies as well. Mm-hmm. Charlie Chaplin composed the film score. He financed most of the movie on his own. This is a real labor of love for him. Yeah. This came four years after the jazz singer introduced talkies mm-hmm. and he still made this silent movie yeah a lot of the, a lot of the silent actors they just didn't want to make that leap to talkie because it's a whole different ball game also did you know this he got two honorary academy awards eventually yeah but it he was shunned for well, the most part yeah it was yeah it was kind of like the, they weren't the new hotness when academy awards started giving out stuff like wings is the only silent movie that won an award I oh is it yeah you're right best picture uh but here's okay the thing. but it's it's an hour and a half and i have seen Birth of a Nation. I watched uh-huh. that when I was in college in film class. Yeah. And I hated it so much. It was three hours of silent movie. And, and it turned me off of most silent I've movies. I've seen silent movies that were atrociously long and boring. Mm-hmm. And I've seen ones that are 
really entertaining. Why is this one entertaining and worth it's watching? A com- like it is, it is a comedy. Like if you like like kind of the Looney Tunes style humor and just like interaction, I, I use Looney Tunes just because it's very kid friendly, physical as well. There's yes. lots of physical comics. That's really all they have, and just the expressions and they're able to they were able to tell a story. Once again, I say this for the silent show, but the way they're tell, able to tell a story without any words and very little like even title cards, you start to feel for these characters. And you're like, wow, this is an amazing film experience, and I'm not actually hearing anything. It's a cool feeling. So it's not a background show that I can't be working on my computer. No, no, actually, silent movies are the worst to watch as background shows. Because you have to just stare. Once again, though, I highly recommend watching this with your kids. And I, I want people, more people to watch silent movies with their kids, especially young kids, because I want, first of all, I want them to love them. But second of all, Foundation. very accessible, mm-hmm. very accessible for kids and fun to watch together as a family. So silent movies are fun. City Lights is definitely a good one to start out with. Is this the number one recommendation for the silent genre? For Charlie Chaplin, yeah. But we'll talk about silent movies when we get to the silent movie. Deal. Because okay. yeah, there's so many good ones out there. I also haven't seen any of these, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't seen anything on Ken's list. I'm going back to TV. Uh, 1972, 1983, the highest watch or most watched non-Super Bowl broadcast in the world. I have not seen a single episode of MASH. So we've talked about this wow. show a great deal, mostly because the theme is so depressing. It really is. is. And once again, uh, so uh, synopsis, the staff of an army hospital in the Korean War find that laughter is the best way to deal with their situation. Uh, this ran, like I said, 72 to 83, 11 seasons, 256 episodes. Don't do it. I have to. You don't. And I'm, I'm giving you a pass on this one. No, Ken, I'm telling you. As the judger of Zach, I'm going to give you a pass on this one. But I want to see MASH. This show won't be painless for you. <laughs> but I can't, like, I went, I went through the entire, I, I've seen episodes of Cheers before, but I went through and watched the entire series of Cheers and ended up loving it. And I was like, hey, but MASH Cheers is the other is, really big Cheers one. Cheers, you know, is funny. Cheers is better. But MASH has humor, too. And this, I enjoy it. But here's the problem, mm-hmm. is that I was like, okay, once again, completionist, I want to see the movie that spawned this series. So I watched the movie MASH. No. I hated the movie MASH. Right. Hated it. And I went, I really, I actually, on my review, I put out there, I went, I hope that the TV series is nothing like the, t- the movie. Otherwise, I'm going to hate it too. And I got so many comments from people. That, Rachel Crump was one of them. And she was mm-hmm. just like, and everyone was just like, no, it's not the same. It's, comp- it's totally different. Give the TV show a chance. And I'm like, I will. But I just haven't yet. Is this inspired by your recent like dad style war movie watching? <laughs> this is trends. W- once again, it's the same story as Next Generation, where it was always the show that was on before the show I actually wanted to watch. And so I'd always get the ending like freeze frame and then the Suicide is Painless uh, yeah. theme song. And then I like I call it that instead of the MASH theme song. But that's <laughs> we can't it remove it now. No. Is it a half hour or an hour long show? I could not find mo- like it seems it said 25 minutes in the initial thing Perfect. but then I was looking at no but then I was looking at episodes and they were like 50 minutes. Ooh. The finale is two and a half hours. And so I'm thinking these are going to be long episodes, but I'm willing to give it a shot because I want okay. th- I want this to be in my, I'm gonna in my repertoire. I'm going to throw it on a gauntlet right now. Zach, if he watches MASH before you watch the Godfather movies, I'll be real mad. <laughs> and before you watch Frankenstein, Kent. And The Invisible Man. We'll see. Frankenstein, The Invisible Man. No, this Halloween, these are happening for me, okay. but I have oh. to wait till Halloween. The okay. chicken episode. <laughs> oh. I know. Oh, I know about the chicken episode. You know episode. about that episode. I don't know about that episode. I know so you much. About I don't know about it. You don't know about it? Mm-mm. Oh, man. That's one of those, like, when they talk about movie TV show, TV episodes that make you cry, that one it's almost like always gets referenced. Yeah, that and the Futurama. And yeah, just the, the description. Yeah. yeah. Just the description alone, Kent, got me teary-eyed. Of course yeah. it did. Yeah. <laughs> you pull up Wikipedia and you get a little teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. They're asking for $3. Like, you deserve it. <laughs> In the arms of the angel. Joel, you're a fan of Danny Boyle, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do enjoy Danny Boyle. There is a movie that came out that a lot of people talked about and looked really cool and interesting and super great in 2008 that I've never seen. 
I've never seen Slumdog Millionaire. So you've never seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is one of my favorites. You've never seen Slumdog, which is one of Joel's favorites. Maybe I put those on my list because I figured. No, yep. you've Guess heard me judge re- you. You've heard me reference Slumdog Millionaire on Bacon Cell eh, more than ten times, probably. I have in the past, you know, in your job interview, in your application, you had said you'd seen that movie, Zach. <laughs> that you was can, a requirement. You can lie on a piece of paper, Kent. <laughs> now, I will admit, Zach, that when Slumdog Millionaire first came out, I kind of didn't really care about it as well because I was like, you know, whatever, snobby best picture winner. And then when I realized it was about like who wants to be a millionaire, like a game show, right. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. And then I watched it and Zach, once again, I'm going to say it. It's going to sound stupid. This movie changed my life. <laughs> Yeah, it really did. That's kind fair of to say. Like change my the, and I would say change my life. I'm not like, you know, I became a better person because obviously I'm the same stupid person I was when I first saw it. <laughs> but it really did make me kind of think about things differently and kind of perceive how my life is going differently. So I could get into the the like description and everything, but I, I want you to explain this movie to me because I, again, thought it was just what this guy's playing millionaire in India? Like, what, what is it about? But his life is happening as he's playing this game. So is it looking back like he's got these experiences? So, and so yes. that's why he can exactly. answer. Let me pitch it to you this way. And because I don't want to give too many spoilers, but it's so much mm-hmm. fun to watch. He's on the game show. Yeah. And he's there with a purpose, but he doesn't say what it is at first. But then each question he gets, you flash back to a part of his life and kind of see how he knew the answer and you learn this, more about him. I unfortunately got the spoiler on the purpose, but yes. Yeah. It's best I mean is like, but each question doesn't matter. No, it yeah. doesn't. Because it is like it's fun to watch even if you know how it ends. Like I've seen it so many times. <laughs> but uh, it is one where in, so you learn more and more about him as the show goes along and more about, about his life. And it's it's one of those movies that will put you through the emotional mm-hmm. ringer. It's a it's a darker movie than you'd expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had I had one friend uh, who watched it and they ended up having to turn it off because it got a little too intense at one part. And I said, I know. And that's like the bottom of the bet. Like that's the worst part. And then it starts going up after that. And it ends you with such a warm feeling of hope and love. The night is darkest before the dawn. That you just, it's a feel good movie that takes a while to feel good. Hmm. And that's why I love it so much. And it ends with the Bollywood number. Really? In the credits. Yeah. Joe High. Is that what that's from? I know. It's Joe High for you. No, it isn't. Joe High. No, stop. Dad joke, man. Joe High. Stop it. Huh. (laughs) I didn't know that. That's what it's from. I've heard that before. Yeah, Jai Ho. It's a cool Uh, song. But I own the soundtrack. I own the movie. I watch this one fairly regularly because I do just love it so much, Zach. And I highly recommend watching this one. And watch it on a great TV as well. The visuals are awesome. I have a great TV. Beautiful. I have a a 4K OLED TV. Nice. That's a great TV. Not a problem. Uh, You're going to see some very gross things in high definition. Cool. Bacon cell. Yeah. Perfect black. Okay. Again, it's a movie that I have wanted to see, especially once I've learned more about it. But uh, yeah, just it, it's always escaped me, and I I've never sat. DVD if you ever I've never sat down and went. I want to have it on Blu-ray right. if you want. Yeah, brought for him. It's on Blu-ray. It's I'm right gonna rent it on 4K. So. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> so I just got one up by Kent, and, and then <laughs> taken right away. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> All right, Joel. Well, I'm sorry about trying to one up you. I mean, we should okay. be unified okay. here. <laughs> what about yours, Kent? My final pick. Your final list of shame pick. So I've gone into film history. I've gone with two mysteries here. Mm-hmm. And I've gone definitely with a horror classic that everyone should watch. Yeah, you've got a good variety. And a silent movie. This one, I've lied about on the show. Oh, well, well, well. Oh, oh. oh you haven't seen Inception. I haven't <laughs> I seen Inception. It. I, I knew it. You want to be the last person to see Inception. You also you like... I can pull that quote now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Why do I do this? Joel's a cannibal. <laughs> you, you, like me, also haven't seen Interstellar. I, I want to pull it... 
not into modern times, but into the 80s. This is my first. I had Chinatown with the 70s, mm-hmm. and now with the 80s, this movie catapulted action movies, I believe. Have you seen Die Hard? It's First Blood. Oh, Rambo First Blood. I've never seen First Blood yeah. from 1982. It's an hour and 33 minutes. I've never seen any of the sequels, but I've seen that one. Really? Mm-hmm. Not even on TV because... Bits and pieces on TV I've and, seen and UHF. Rambo 3 on TV. Mm-hmm. I saw Rambo, just uh, Rambo right. in the movies or in the theater. And then I saw Rambo Last Blood last year and... But so yeah, I've seen the three you, last sequels. When did you lie? What did we talk about Rambo last We blood? did an action hero movie First bracket. Oh. And I talked about the skills of Rambo. And granted, it wasn't a lie. That explains why your argument was so flawed. <laughs> but I talked about how he could do everything because I know enough kind of about it. Basically, I always thought he was in Vietnam, but he was in the Washington woods. Mm-hmm. And he was fighting a couple cops and yeah. people chasing him down. And what a weird. Oh, so it's, here's the story. Yeah. A veteran Green Beret is forced by a cruel sheriff and his deputies to flee into the mountains and wage an escalating one-man war against his pursuers, which sounds like the weirdest first movie in the series. It is. There are flashbacks to Vietnam in this movie. Sylvester right. Stallone, by the way. Yeah. But it seems like this should be like his coming home, but more so it does flashbacks as he's home. Can I give you an equation here? Yeah. Like, you know how the first Rocky movie is a drama and the rest of the Rockies are kind of action sports movies? Yeah. Same with this. The first R- Rambo movie is a straightforward drama, and then it's it becomes, like PTSD. Yes, like it goes absolutely. Up to that. Okay, it is a serious drama about this this guy trying to deal with after war effects and these cops who just basically want to take him down, and he has to fight against them. But it's not like an action movie. Does it in the end become like a survival thriller though? Because that's what I kind of pictured it eh, as he's little, taking down these guys. They're pretty. I know, wouldn't call it a survival. A lot of carnage, I'd, I'd, I call it, I'd call it a straight up drama. Like really? it's, it's very well done. Like, very well done, but did it start the action movie, like, strong man, 80s it's era? The, uh, yeah, I think the sequel is more so. Okay. Because if you notice... Like, the one-man army sort of thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is he, as it got on, it got more and more ridiculous as to what he was doing and how unstoppable he was. Mm-hmm. This one, it's just, he's a, he's a war veteran who's very good at what he does. And these cops are not prepared. That's basically the story. It's not like he's a one-man killing machine, like, I can stop anything. It's like, these guys weren't expecting what they were walking into. Ooh, so it's good. I, yeah. I think you should see it. This is probably the one I'll watch first. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. And once again, like I think this went through like 26 drafts of the script. Sylvester Stallone, who is a script writer. Everyone should know this at this point. Uh, he wrote the final script. And it, this movie was over three hours. And he cut it down to an hour and a half because he said it was just horrible at three hours. And so he made it a tighter movie, even though it's directed by Ted Kochiff, who did Weekend at Bernie's and the original fun with Dick and Jane. Ha! So... Weekend at Bernie's classic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this will be probably the first one I watch because it feels like there's a Saturday afternoon that's just waiting for me to sit down and watch this movie. Okay. But yeah, I feel bad because I've seen the sequels. Yeah. Joel, wow. what's your last pick? <sighs> so my last pick, I'd like to, I'd like to make a statement uh, before going into this um, that there's kind of this genre of horror movie that I don't delve into. Everyone has their lines drawn where they kind of just... Don't want to. I like. I don't like this kind of like. I'm okay with this. I don't like this. Oh, Canadian horror films, right? <laughs> I hate Canadian horror movies. Yes, mm-hmm. but there, I I am a horror fan. I love the horror genre. We dedicate a whole month to this, so you don't need we to. Do. Yeah, state that case. But I've chosen not to watch certain movies, uh, such as uh, The Omen, Rosemary's Baby, and The Exorcist. Those three movies cross my line of where I want to go. So they're not on your shame list. They're not on my shame list. Chosen not to. Yeah, because I'm like, you know what? 
I'm not that's I'm not cool with that. Like that's the Satan thing, right? It it just there's there, like I said, everyone has their lines drawn in different places, and I've tried to watch The Exorcist a couple times, and it's not for me. And I've I've read the synopsis. Like, I've what seen did you clips. see that made you go, no thanks? It was more of a feeling. Yeah, that's what the movie does because it's actually went, not super scary. No, it sticks with you. And I, that's why I was kind of like, I got to the point where I'm like, I, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm good. But doesn't that make it effective, though? Well, there's there's fun scary and there's not fun scary. Uncomfortable. This is the for me. And that's the thing. I, I, I think other people. You don't fine. want Lucifer just hanging out with you? <laughs> I'd rather not. Okay. I don't like that cat. <laughs> I, I'm not going to put those on. It, I want to put. The, I want to mention them because they're definitely like huge horror staples that I'm not. I'm just avoiding. I know. I know there are people out there right now be like, you love horror and you haven't seen the scariest movies of all time. And I'm like. Look, everyone has their lines. How much do you know of the story? All of it. All of it, right? I've, I've read the synopses of all these movies on Wikipedia right. or other places. I've seen clips. Uh, you know I, know, I know how it ends. I can yeah. make references to it. I get references to it when I see it in other movies. But I put it out there because I'm like, I'm not. Uh, this isn't my list of shame because I'm like, I've chosen not to watch these. Wait, that's not your final pick? No. <gasps> We've been spending so much time about it. That's why I keep trying to move on. You keep trying to pitch it to no, me. No, keep talking about that. Go on. It's another horror icon that I have not seen, Kent. And this is one that is definitely across the line of good taste but not across my line of like evil if okay. that's the way, i don't know how i'm gonna put it other than that i have not seen the texas chainsaw massacre <gasps> oh so once again i've seen parts and Wait. they were horrifying which <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no i've seen certain parts uh, like scariest the, the scariest horror movie parts they show that part with remake the or door original original you've never seen I, either I, either i haven't seen either remakes are actually it's pretty good is it yeah so yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, if you don't know the synopsis, two siblings and three other friends en route to visit their grandfather's grave in Texas and end up falling victim to a family of cannibalistic psychopaths that must survive the terrors of Leatherface and his family. Directed by Toby Hooper, who did Cats. Wait, no, that's Tom Hooper. <laughs> this is Toby Hooper, who did Poltergeist. But Cats is equally as scary. Uh, this one came out in 1974. Uh, it was a very cheap movie, like $140,000, made $30 million. It's it's a big horror so icon. You movie. say shame because you will eventually watch this. This is one that I'm like, look, if I find a good edit, I'll watch it. But this, the problem is, I want one that I don't know that keeps the creep factor. Keeps the creep factor, but I'll, it removes some of the stuff I don't like. This is an absolute must see in the slasher genre. I know, and I haven't seen it. And even just to say, is it that good? Should it be one of the scariest? I'm not movies expecting of all time? like you know Godfather quality. It is thought of as the Godfather of slashers. But it, well, well, what about Halloween? Yeah, Halloween would be my pick. But this is like the original. Well, and this also kind of launched a, a horror genre. I'm not fond of splatter horror, mm -hmm. and but that's not really my genre. But this is one that I'm like, yeah, you know what? If I find a good out of this, I definitely want to see it. But my wife won't want to watch it with me. But I want to watch it. But that's the thing. It's weird. Like I said, everyone draws their line in different places. It's a weird line for me to draw where Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is okay, but Rosemary's Baby is not. Well, as we but, said that, there is a line there. But it's just that's the feeling of it. And uh, it's going to be gross. It's going to be gritty. But I'm like, yeah, one day I'll, I'll watch Texas It's actually less gross than you imagine. Well, especially because... I don't know. I feel like it seems like the there's a lot of stuff they don't show the precursors. To, yeah, exactly. That's what I've heard. And I've heard the pre. Well, I know the precursors to a lot of horror movies is particularly the slasher genre mm -hmm. are much less gory than their counterpart. Their, their later. And honestly, it's and his family that creeps you out. And yes. a lot of that is removes the gore. And a lot of this. And like I, I've seen most of it already and I know the story. I know how it ends. Yeah. But to see it all put together, I'm like, yeah, one day and I'd narrated like to see by that. John Larroquette. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I learned something new today. Hmm. So yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's... it's okay. It's, we it's spent so much time on The Exorcist. I'm so sorry, but yeah. I'm happy with all those. 
So you I just want it. October to happen already. <laughs> you, know? you got like a bonus one. Well, it's well, it was not more on your shame like, list. Well, and I, I, uh, my purpose of that was just because I had the Exorcist initially because mm-hmm. I was like, it's a huge staple. And I went, but I'm not ashamed. I don't want to see it. Well, so. that, that kind of goes to mine too. Uh, well, like not, not mine on my list, but I've talked about it on the show before, but I've never seen Interstellar, but I've chosen not to because I really don't like Matthew McConaughey and I know the movie's better than him. <sighs> I know. I'll watch it. I, I promise. Reconnaissance. eyes right now. Reconnaissance. I, I get it. But wait. Whatever. So wait. 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 What turned you off to Matthew McConaughey? His face. <laughs> was all his, his voice? Was all the movies with Kate Hudson? Was yeah. it the, rom- the rom-coms? Turned it, was the, it was the one rom-com that's way worse than. Uh, Ten oh, okay. We don't need to go there. Hey, We've been there. You know, I like that one. <laughs> but I just I didn't didn't like him. So I've never seen Interstellar. I need to get to it. But it's not yeah, like I'll hassle you behind the show. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a super shameless one because I've made my choice as to why. But my last one is an all-timer. It's one of the highest-ranked movies of all time. Every list that exists of the greatest movies will have this one on it. And you Fool's know, I had, gold I, with Matthew McConaughey. Absolutely. Um, I've had obviously maybe The Godfather, especially The Godfather Part Two, is on that list. But I have never seen from 1994 The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, <laughs> did you on. not turn on a TV in you the just, 90s? You mentioned TBS. Did That's you not watch TNT? TBS? <laughs> nope. I have never seen this movie. Wow. This had been edited. This nope. had to be on purpose. Was it just on TV and you're like, I can't start in the middle? I hadn't even heard about it until years out, years after it came out. Wow. Yeah. Uh, granted, you are young. Yeah. And I mean, so, it, it came out when I was four. Okay. There's this actor. His name is Morgan Freeman. Well, apparently Morgan Freeman uh, I think is in this. Great Tim movie. Robbins is in this. There's a thing where he looks up at the sky. I don't know. It's a prison movie. I don't know. I, I literally don't even know what this movie's about. This is another, okay, I, I don't know why you keep picking Life Changers, but this is another one where you watch uh-huh. it and at the end and you're like... Man, life is so great. If you don't, I mean, not well. No, in the no, prison. it's not great in the prison. I'm just yeah, talking yeah. about my life. Like I watch that movie, and I'm like, I'm feeling so blessed right now. Yeah. But so, do you want to watch this one? Because it seems like I think you don't. That's the point care of the show. The it point seems of like the he show. doesn't care at all, though. And just because it's, it's like I gotta know. The, yeah. other, the other ones, like, like Eternal Sunshine. I'm like, I know I would like that movie, or at least appreciate it, and I want to see it. Okay. This one, it's like, I just gotta know what's going on. Did Everybody you like Prison Break it. season one? What Did is that? See prison Break. <laughs> it's one. better than Prison Break season one. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Save for the TV shows we honestly <laughs> wow. wait. Uh, no, this is one also where it is. It puts you through the ringer. Like yeah. there's some horrible things that mm-hmm. happen, but then it's the whole point of the movie is hope. Just holding on to hope, no matter how dark things get, and it can help pull you through some very difficult times. You don't see movies like this very often. Which is weird because we've talked about this movie on the show before where yeah. it was like, it was, uh, it was a box office flop. Totally. And then when TBS, a TNT or TBS? TNT. When they bought it and they just started airing because it, it was cheap, people started watching it on TV over and over again and it became Acclaimed. like this huge classic. Yes. So that's a darn good movie. Yeah. Darn good movie. you got some great stuff to look forward to. So, but what, again, I like, look at mine and I'm like, yeah, these are going to be good, but I don't know if any of these are going to be like, wow. You got wow on your list, Zach. But so much like I'm not fully even sure what the is it a prison break movie? Is it it's, what is so, it about? Basically, this guy is accused of killing his wife and uh he gets put in prison. Okay. And he's an accountant mm-hmm. and he I doesn't didn't kill my wife. I don't care. That kind thing. <laughs> but oh, fugitive is so good. But it's more he doesn't fit in with the other prisoners around there. Okay. And, and life is horrible. It's a, it's in there. a very, I mean, it's a prison. prison. Yeah. Sure. But, but it's yeah. like 19, it, it's depression era prison. Yeah. And so like, it's just like, things are not going guards well for are him. bad. Yeah. And so, but watching it and just seeing how I love movies when good things happen to good people and he's a good person 
And, and then when stuff kind of starts going his way before they pull out the rug oh, repeatedly. It's a lot of rug pulling. There's a lot of rug pulling. Oh, and... and mm-hmm. No, I know. Yeah. I got you. I just thought of a really sad I got you. Part. It's fine. Good. I won't say it. Get some tissues. But and was, I'm lost over here. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan Let Freeman. Joel cry. Morgan if Freeman. If you like March of the Penguins, you're probably going to like Shawshank. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a great one to end on because that movie should be seen by everyone. It probably has been. It is the number one ranked movie on IMDb.com. Of the uh, movies that I brought up on my list, I have not seen three of the top five IMDb ranked movies with being Shawshank Redemption and both Godfather movies. Wow. No, I think it's something to look forward to. I, I kind of envy the fact that you haven't seen him because being able to experience him the first time is mm. so much fun. Joel, All those movies you mentioned. You gave yourself the most work here with the TV series. I did. did you, either one of you did TV series. No. Nope. <laughs> I don't want to watch the TV series. I knew I'd have to watch everything on I'm this not, list. <laughs> there's not a, a timestamp on this. I'm just like, I'll, one day I want to watch this. I'll tell you why. Because there are some shows like Cheers where I've seen scattered episodes, mm. but I've never seen the whole series, which I'm going to, to do. Watching it start to finish is so much fun because you, you watch the jokes build and the characters build. Yeah. And that's part of the fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's uh, for me. TV, I just don't watch. So I've I've never seen The Walking Dead. I've never seen Game mm. of Thrones. But I've watched Mad Men twice. Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. So everyone has know, their lines, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, for me, again, a little bit younger. I didn't watch a lot of rated R movies, and so I, I know I've got a bunch of good movies ahead of me. Yes, that's you nice. do. Yeah. And then I haven't seen anything on Ken's list. <laughs> Neither have I. Yeah. yeah. So Kent, run through. We'll cook. Run through your your list that you mentioned. My list is Sunset Boulevard, Frankenstein, Chinatown, City Lights, and First Blood. Wow. And mine was Scarface, Star Trek The Next Generation, Enter the Dragon, MASH, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right. Zach? Mine is the entire Bourne series, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, The Godfather, we'll say part one and two, Slumdog Millionaire, and The Shawshank Redemption. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. What we want to do is we do want to create a semi-safe space on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter where you can give your movie confessions or TV confessions. Mm-hmm. Let us know what, what big, and once again, we got to clarify, these are big movies or big TV shows that you haven't seen, but you want to see. This is not, I haven't seen this and I'm never going to watch it and I'm proud. Yeah. This is more like... It's like they come up in conversation and you're like, I can't speak to that yeah. and I wish I could. Yeah. I want to see it one day. This is my shame. So yeah. Shame. There you go. Shame. <laughs> That's a Game of Thrones reference. Zach yeah. doesn't get Zach it. Zach doesn't know. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> That's a great British baking show reference in my mind. <laughs> yeah. But let us know on Facebook and Sam Twitter your list of shame and we will happily say, you haven't seen that? But before we go, we want to give some special thanks to our patrons. In the I Am The Listener category, we have Terry Finley, Adrian Gray, Chris Drought, Braden Winterton, Jennifer Kielkowski, Sean Sandquist, Kyler Just Wants Joel's Approval, Alicia Bass, Crew Dutler, and Scott Sprague. Then in our baking council, we have Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Stephen Ross, Mats Mudro, Jessica Terry, Brian Madsen, and Reverse Listener. Love you, patrons. Thank and you so much. We do appreciate it. Even if we didn't say your name, we do appreciate you. Absolutely. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with Quick Wits. They perform online right now, free Facebook shows. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quick Wits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my upcoming movie reviews this coming September, it's showtimeshowdown.com. Please, please. If you want to roast me on Twitter, it's at Tumbling Mustard. If you want to see my Cracker Barrel vlog, you can go to youtube.com slash Zachary West. Turn that Zachary what is a with Cracker a Barrel vlog, Zach? I'm doing, I did a video where you I went to, to Cracker there. Barrel. Oh, okay. So it's not like a review of everything on the menu or anything like no, that. No, I just do some B-roll of eating my steak. 
It's delicious. And then, of course, while you're doing that, make sure you're following Bacon Sale on social media. Like us on Facebook. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, make sure you stop by tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself, of course, a T-shirt. But you can also get fun things like a mask or some pins. True. Or totes. Totes, you can get totes. No, I don't. You I, said it. I regret everything. You bumped and said it. I only spike it. <laughs> and then if you like what's going on on the show and you want to support, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon sale, where support of the show starts at just $3 a month, and you can get some fun perks, including bacon bits that happen sometimes. Yep. Patreon. <laughs> sometimes. 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 Patreon.com slash bacon sale. But until next time, guys, shame on you. <laughs> If you go to Joel's breakfast party, you become food. Hashtag Joel's a cannibal. So yummy. (laughs) No. Do it. Do it. 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 I want to see Waffles win. Morning drinks with Zach. It makes him sick. Water. 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 I'm drinking some water. Oh, you know. Water. You drink some water. water. Go ahead. Drink some water. Drinking water. I'm going to Australia. Water. 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 Did you just get a babysitter in that song? Well, you know, I figure, what the heck? Invisible Man. Invisible Man. I told you to watch that one last. I've seen Hollow Man. It's a different monster. I'm so sorry to everyone. My life is a lie. Creepy. Uh, JJ was my only Star Trek. He's a rebel now, people. You're saying I shouldn't watch it now. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, might be a bad time. (laughs) I've been chipping away at the best westerns. I love a good cliche. You're young. Yeah, so I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to forgive you for your horrible judgment. Oh, if you think about character study and the history of America. Have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog? Though? That's okay. I haven't seen You're it. young. You can lie on a piece of paper, Kent. <laughs> it's Joe High for you. No, it isn't. Joe High. No, stop. Dad joke, man. I have a 4K OLED TV. So <laughs> oh, so oh, not a problem. Uh, you're going to see some very gross things in high definition. I haven't seen Inception. I I knew it. Joel's a cannibal. You don't want Lucifer just hanging out with you? (laughs) I'd rather not. Okay. I don't like that cat. I feel most 70s movies kind of make me feel uneasy. What turned you off to Matthew McConaughey? His face. I'm feeling so blessed right now. Wow. You got wow on your list, Zach. I've watched Mad Men twice. Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, man burp. Fashion, fashion chops. chops. Fashion chops. Ah, ah, fashion chops. Fashion chops. Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Wally? Pixar movies? The now? movie, yeah. So, it's about Wally. That's how I get into my accent. So, you know, Wally. Wally. Ratatouille. No, every, accent, every accent has a, has a tricky word. Onward. Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> what would be like? A bug's life. Why are we doing Australian accents? There's nothing to do with the brave, show. Drive. Drive. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, yeah. good dinosaur. Oh, that's barely a Pixar. <laughs> <laughs>